The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Love the Saints Happy Hour podcast, but are undecided about becoming a patron? Now's the perfect time to sign up and save 10% on an annual subscription if you sign up by October 1st. You'll get access to the Saints Happy Hour daily podcast ad-free. No ads ever. And you get our world-famous booze bundle, four swag items, amazing, and access to our private Discord channel where we talk Saints and laugh at the Falcons 24-7. So go to saintshappyhour.com and save 10% before this offer disappears like a Falcon 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. Go to saintshappyhour.com and save 10% today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome into another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. This is the Wednesday free show where we talk about Andrew's grades. And before we get into the grades, I just want to remind you people that the 10% discount, if you sign up annually, ends tomorrow. You can you, you can do it if you're a current patron. You can do it if you're a new patron. You get 10% off. That's basically two months free when you factor in the booze bundle. That's an awesome freaking deal. It goes away after tomorrow. You should totally sign up and do it. Andrew, we get to the grades, and I have to say, I am in full-blown panic mode. Andrew, this defense is, it is like Rob Ryan and Steve Spagnola, but the added ingredient of penalties. Uh. <laughs> and I read your grades and your grades. Well, Rob, the, Ryan, Rob Ryan, they had a ton of penalties, didn't they? They did. They, I mean, they, they did, re- they, they did have setting. a ton of penalties, but they not this many, not this many. Penalties. Well, Brady Browner had the all time most he was the most penalized player in NFL history that season, right? Well, yeah, but they didn't have this concoction of the most penalty yards in team history. Yeah, two or three weeks, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this game felt a little different in the sense that I took issue with several calls. Um, you know, obviously, the horse collar one is the one that stands out the, mo- the most. You know, Malcolm Jenkins didn't remotely come close to grabbing a horse collar there and to get hit for 15 yards there. I think there's an argument to be made uh, on the Marcus Williams thing that that ball's uncatchable, you know, so. And I thought the Green Bay guy did a little bit of acting too. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't want to let Marcus Williams off the hook because, like, yeah. that was just so idiotic. Like, he blew up the guy, and, like, he didn't even have to. The ball was, like, way over his head and going out of bounds. It was a throwaway. So I don't want to let him off the hook because it was really stupid, but, like, the flag still shouldn't have been thrown. So I, I just think the defense right now is wholly undisciplined, and especially in the secondary. It doesn't help that the pass rush is garbage because – that complements each other, right? So if you have a bad pass rush, uh, that doesn't help your secondary. But look, the bottom line here is they've been playing nickel all year. They've been playing with two down linebackers. Uh, they've been playing with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Malcolm Jenkins, and Marcus Williams. So basically three safeties in the game at all times. And so in theory, that's an easier front to run on, and it should be harder to throw on because you have an extra cover guy. Uh, But because the Saints are playing them all close to the line of scrimmage and they're playing man press, I mean, there, there are plays to be had there and uh, they're, they're undisciplined. It's not just the penalties, you know, they're missing gap assignments. They're missing coverage assignments. Guys are running wide open, uh, poor technique. I mean, you're, you're just seeing, and and I'm going to tell you something, Ralph, all of this stuff was being made out of the Saints having continuity and what an advantage yeah. that was going to be. And I fell into that trap just like we all did. And I, I listened to that that narrative. And it's just, it's just clear that that's all bullshit. These guys are unprepared. They're not playing. Like, I, I think the Saints took for granted that they were going to be able to come in and build off last year. But momentum is bullshit. And I, I just think every new year you start a new season and you have to prepare and you have to be ready uh, because if not, the other team will be. And I, I just think the defense right now, like they're going to have to work double time. They're going to have to work overtime to fix this because they do have the talent. And I do believe well, they, they're capable of, of, of flipping a switch here, but it's going to require everyone stepping up because right now it's just – you can't point to one guy. That's the thing, Ralph. Like, everyone has their hand in it. At some points, like, you feel like they're trending in the right direction, and boom, someone makes a colossal mistake. Well, here's the thing, though. When you have penalties and you have missed assignments, where do you, where do you think Dennis Allen and Sean Payton are going to start this week, you know, I don't have the sound. I didn't have the sound because I was having issues with it. But Sean Payton was talking about we got to get it fixed. Like we talked about all week about being disciplined, and we just weren't, and we're not disciplined on both sides of the ball. So if you're Dennis Allen, where do you start with this defense to try to get it fixed? Do you change the scheme? Do you yeah. start benching dudes for penalties? Like where do you start? Well, I think for starters. Uh, you know, respecting the gap assignments and just having more discipline, you know, it, it's got to start there. And so that that's just coaching. That's film work study. That's correcting your mistakes. That's watching the film and just doubling down on your preparation. So that mm-hmm. that's really it. Like I it's not I don't have some magic answer for you, Ralph. They just have to work harder. They have to correct these <laughs> mistakes and they're in a race against time to do it. So. I think that's a tough question to answer in that. No, I don't, I don't think you bench a dude. Uh, I think the guys that they have in there are are the best guys that they have to be successful. Uh, I mean, I will, I will say this. 
a lot's being made of the secondary. Uh, one of the biggest mistakes is, I mean, there were two plays really. Mount, Marshawn Lattimore gets caught staring in the backfield, gets beat on a deep ball on play action. He gets killed on that. Uh, and then just terrible, terrible high safety play by P.J. Williams on that deep ball that went for 72 yards where he doesn't turn his hips quickly enough. It's just poor play recognition. And, like, I don't give him a pass, but he's he's learning the position. So, I don't know, maybe don't have P.J. Williams as a high safety. Like, that. maybe don't have him <laughs> playing quarters because he, he doesn't know how to play the position. You know, that, that would be maybe one thing in terms of pos- positional changes. But the Saints are biting hard on play actions. You know, and, and, and misdirection and play in bootlegs and like David Carr killed him with that, you know, and, and Darren Waller would would start as a blocker and then leak out of the backfield and he'd be wide open. And same thing against the Packers. They saw that on film. They tested the Saints discipline. And Sean and, Payton and was pissed after the yeah. after the game. He was like, yeah, it shouldn't be that hard, but it shouldn't be. And I think is. right now it's just these guys are trying to make big plays. You know, I think yeah. Marshawn Lattimore is trying to make the big hit. And I, I worry I worry that there's so much emphasis put on stopping the run and being physical that there are, it's, it's such a focus for this team that they're allowing these huge plays behind them with play action and misdirection because yeah. they're so focused on it. So clearly stopping the run is a priority. The Saints have been really good at that for three, four years. That's been a winning recipe for them. But I feel like other teams are catching on. And now they're starting to see the cracks behind when you run, when you play action them to death. So I, I think starting this week, the Saints have got to say, look, if we're not as good against the run, so be it. But like, we can't just have complete assignment breakdowns. We've got to stay disciplined in yeah. our gaps because otherwise, you know, the, these pass plays, the, these misdirection plays where the tight end, you know, goes Killing against them. the grain and, and, and gains 15 yards because there, there's no one within a country mile of him. That shit can't happen anymore. No, it, it and it can't. And, and look, like if they need to if they need to run more zone, I know that's not like the, the philosophy. I know like they got personnel so they could play man press like that. They the Saints felt like, hey, the, with these guys, we can play the defense we want to play. And if they need to start running more zone, I know that's not the personnel they have, but like if that's what it's going to take to force these guys to stay in their gaps, like that would be a potential adjustment they could make uh, to keep guys in their spots. Yeah. The other thing with the defense is this is the first time since 2011 Cam Jordan started a season. First three games he hasn't had a sack. And I don't know whether he's not healthy. I hope it's that because he – is just invisible. He got shoved around a little bit on Sunday night, which was concerning. And look, football is weird sometimes, man. You know, John Stinchcomb, he went from starting every game in 2010 to being out of the league in 2011 retired. And I'm not saying that happens to Cam Jordan, but he's over 30, and that can happen to dudes over 30 where it's like you snap your fingers and it's done. And yeah, I, if, I don't know what's going on with him, but he doesn't. They got to have him. If they don't have Cam Jordan that we know and love, this defense is fucked. Like, they're going to be 7-9, and 8-8 nine, eight and eight because he is the engine on the defensive line. And if they don't have him, there's no, there's no fixing it. 
There's just there's yeah. no way around it. I, I I saw somebody I can't remember who tweeted this, but I thought it was funny. Uh, they they said that uh, man Marcus Davenport can't come back. Marcus two firsts. He can't come back soon enough uh, so that Trey Hendrickson has someone to work with on the other side. <laughs> uh, I, I thought that was really funny. Oh my God, but um, but it's kind of true. I mean, Trey Hendrickson has been better than Cam Jordan. And, you know, in this game, I, I did see a lot of double teams. Uh, so I, I think the Packers were effective in slowing him down. It was less frustrating. Uh, his play, I guess, was less frustrating in the sense that against the Raiders, there were multiple times where like he was just stonewalled by a third string right tackle. And it's like, what the hell? Like he should be whipping this guy. Right. But mm-hmm. against the Packers, at least like you felt like they had a scheme built to contain Cam Jordan. And so then it's like, OK, well, it's up to the other guys. Like they're going to have one on one opportunities and they have to win. And that wasn't really happening. Um, yeah. You know, so I think you maybe blame Cam Jordan a little bit less there, but I just feel like he doesn't look as powerful. He doesn't look as quick. Um, I don't know if he's just out of shape. I don't know if he's just like lacking confidence, if it's just not happening for him right now. But I'm starting to worry that something's wrong with him, either physically, mentally. I don't know. But I'm I I just I feel like exactly what you're saying. And, you know, sometimes guys have a lull or dip in performance and then they bounce back. So I'm not I mean, I'm nowhere near. I'm nowhere near like John Stinchcomb level saying like Cam Jordan. I mean, hopefully, taken, and it happens fast sometimes. But I'm not yeah. ready I mean, to say hope, like he's done. Hopefully, with Cam Jordan, the Saints are like nine and five in December, and they're like Nick Underhill writes a piece, and it's like, oh yeah, Cam Jordan has six sacks in his last eight games, and Cam Jordan was like, yeah, that surgery, man, it just, it just, just fucked me up, and I, I it just took me a while to get to get going you know we're like oh yeah, there you go yeah so i mean that that's yeah. what you want i mean right now i mean this is seriously this is the worst stretch of play i've seen from cam jordan since he was a rookie yeah and, and it, the thing is ralph like the double teams it's nothing new this is nothing he hasn't seen before the teams have always focused on slowing him down because he's always been our best pass rusher and he's still found ways to, to make plays yeah and, i mean we I mean, we had the we had the running sides on the fourth and one run with Aaron Jones, he has a shot at the running back, and Aaron Jones kind of plows him over into the end zone. I mean, that, that was a tough play, but he, he could have made it. Yeah. And it's just I like mean, you're just like, man, that's your best guy. If he's not making those plays and he's jumping off sides and he's not getting sacks, like you're paying a lot of money for a guy that's not producing. Well, and we used we had a running joke on this podcast for people that have been with us for a long time, from 2014 to 2016, the running joke was every week the opposing team, we'd just say, can they block Cam Jordan? And if they did, they torched the Saints. Or if they didn't, like the Colts, when they had Andrew Luck in no offensive line and Cam Jordan had three and a half sacks and two batted balls, the Saints would win and the defense would look okay. And you'd be like, the answer is they could not. And that was the running joke for three years, but the Saints have gotten better, um, so that that's not the case anymore. But but he he's still the engine. He's got to go. The wait is finally over. Football is 
back. You may not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I am not quite at panic. We'll see how they do against Detroit if they can get it right. Uh, we'll talk about Detroit later in the week and how much it's, you know, they're as close to having a crisis in September as you can have now, being one and two. They can't fall behind further in Tampa. Uh that that's the thing though, Ralph, and I just want to point this out. We talk about this all the time. Defense is just highly variable. You you yeah. think you have great personnel, you think you have, and like you know, it's just like you can lose a little discipline. Yeah. Other teams can kind of catch on to what you're doing and make adjustments, and then you don't adjust great to what they do, and it's just like it can spiral pretty quickly, and it just goes to show that. The best way to stabilize a team to have long-term success offense. is to be con- consistently awesome on offense because that, if, if you catch lightning in a bottle, that's more sustainable. Defense is just highly variable, and yeah. we're seeing it. And, and I, I just think right now the Saints, like you, on paper, they looked awesome because, wow, Marshawn Lattimore, top five corner, Cam Jordan, one of the best pass rushers in the business, best defensive ends. Uh, you know, Marcus Davenport, he's not De- playing. Demario you know? Davis, so like, yeah. Yeah, Demario Davis, one of the best guys. So, like, on paper, they look great, and they're just kind of laying an egg right now. Now, I do think it can flip on its head, and I do think they could they could come out against the Lions and hold them to 10 points. I mean, yeah. they're still capable of that, but right now it's just not happening. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it, you know, the defense looked terrible, but the offense – I saw signs of I, – I don't feel any worse than I did going into Sunday night because I saw out of the offense not what I – not necessarily what I wanted to see because you want them to win, but I saw run the ball, Drew was efficient, uh, and this offense, like they didn't have Michael Thomas. And to me, Drew Brees' deep throws that he's not doing it, it is more of a – he doesn't trust a receiver on this roster not named Michael Thomas, and he's not going to put the ball at risk. Uh, yeah. So that's the issue. But I mean, Drew, Drew Brees' quarterback rating was one twenty two point four. You know, and and that's 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 how he's been playing the last three years. Like his quarterback rating is really high. He doesn't turn the ball over, and he checks it down a ton. That's the offense, folks. It's nothing new, and I I, I think. In this game, I was encouraged in the sense that the location of his throws was much better. better than the first two games. You know, he was throwing it short like the first two games, but, you know, other than maybe the one tunnel screen to Taysom Hill where the timing got messed up because the ball came high and that that messed up the play. Other than that, for the most part, I mean, he was like, what, 29 of 36. Yeah. He missed on a couple throws, and he had Traquan Smith. He threw one at his feet, and... Uh, I think maybe he missed Deontay Harris, but but for the most part, the accuracy of Breeze's throws was on point. And so yeah, yes, and the throw to Emmanuel Sanders he, for the touchdown—that's classic he, he Breeze. Was, he puts it that, that was perfect a spot. Throw. I mean that that was a dart, but also just on the Camara throws, 
he was hitting him in stride. So yeah. when Kamara makes a lot of those plays after the catch, there's a big difference between if he has to catch that on his back hip, which slows him down, or if he's hitting him in stride. And I feel like in the first two games, a lot of Breeze's throws were on that back hip. And so the timing, you're starting to see the timing and the accuracy of the, the throws and, and short possession passing improve. And so I, I view that as a good sign. I thought Breeze, I know people are frustrated that he doesn't take shots down the field. But, like, again, 122 quarterback rating, highly efficient. The offense puts up 30 points. You know, they give up two sacks. They don't turn the ball over except for the Taysom Hill thing. I mean, that's, that's about all you can ask for. Yeah. And, you know, the, I thought they ran the ball really well. You know, we, we argued. That was without Michael Thomas, by the way. Yeah, this is without Michael Thomas. It's only going to get better when he gets it because he because he is sort of the gravity, and, and when he's in there, then teams are like, oh, my God, we have to focus on him. Green Bay, they knew it was going to be – everything was going to go through Kamara, and he still had the best night of his life. Like, you know, he was he was amazing, and he looks he looks completely like he did in 2017, Andrew, where it's just – it's just at some at a lot of points the Saints are like it's third and fifteen Alvin go make magic and he did it repeatedly. Um, I don't I don't know what else to say except that that one touchdown might be one of the most amazing goddamn things I've ever seen a Saints player do. Yeah, shout out to Eric McCoy and Marquez Callaway, <laughs> uh, who both by the way just had tremendous blocks. I mean the hustle and the speed that Eric McCoy showed to get out in front of them. Uh, it was impressive. How and Eric McCoy? Eric McCoy had a really great game, by the way. How concerned should we be about the offensive line? Because Pete's probably going to miss a lot of time. You know, so here's the thing that was really weird. I I watched Nick Easton really closely because I noticed during the game that he was in the game for the first three possessions, and then in the fourth possession he was replaced by Cesar Cesar Ruiz. And there, there was no injury. And so I was watching really closely because I was thinking like, okay, well, he must have made a huge colossal mistake or they were mad at him. But it, maybe it was pre-planned all along that they were going to kind of rotate those guys and try to get him in rhythm because he didn't do anything wrong. Like, Nicky yeah. looked pretty good on those first three drives. And, you know, one of them was a touchdown. One of them, Deontay Harris gets that catch short of the sticks and they punt on fourth and less than one. Uh, that was a terrible spot, by the way. But um, the Saints, as far as spots are concerned, they were Crash. getting screwed all game. I'm just going to say that. But anyway, uh, you know, Easton played fine. And, and so Ruiz comes in. Ruiz, by the way, had some impressive snaps. I, I thought that was really encouraging how he looked. Uh, and then when Easton had to come in at left guard and play for Andres Pete. I actually thought he looked better than Andres Pete in this game at left guard. Uh, so, and that, that's not saying much because I thought Pete struggled, but I, I think Easton was fine. So now that's two games in a row where I feel like Easton played pretty well. He played bad against the Bucks, um, but I think he's been fine. So I, I think this offensive line is actually playing pretty well right now. I mean, yeah. Ruiz is kind of the one guy where it's wait and see because I just don't know what to expect. But like this was encouraging. And I think Armstead, Ramchek, and McCoy are all three playing at a very high level. Yeah, and look, Detroit doesn't have a great pass rush. You know, Tampa, Tampa defense is good, you know. And we, we after yeah. three weeks, we can say that. So, other thing with the offense, another thing with the grades, man, Morstead was horrific. Like, what was going on with him? 
Yeah, I mean, the one silver lining of when you punt like shit and it's that short is that you're not giving up a return. So, <laughs> I, I mean, he, he averaged 38 yards a punt, but zero return yards. So, a 38 net is not that bad. You know, a 38 net is it's okay. It's just, you know, you'd rather him, especially with gunners like he has, you'd rather see him boom the ball. And it's the second straight week he hasn't maybe hit the ball as well uh, as you're used to seeing, which is a little surprising because he was so good in week one. I mean, he, yeah. he had one of the best games of his career in week one. So, uh, yeah, he, he's fallen off a little bit. Um, you know, just in general, Saints special teams, I, I have to say, after completely dominating the Bucks, you know, Deontay had the fumble. Uh Morstead's hasn't been great. I mean, Will Lutz hasn't missed a kick all year, so Lutz, give him credit. He's been great. Um, but, you know, the onside kick attempt kind of wasn't great. And then, yeah, you know, the the punting. So, like, special teams has kind of let us down the last two weeks, I have to say. And they, you know, they, the way the Saints play, their margins, in the NFL, margins are incredibly thin. And I said this in my WWL column, uh, you know, 2018, the Saints, Ryan Fitzpatrick roasted them the first week. Cleveland should have beat their ass the second week, but their kicker couldn't make a field goal or an extra point. The Saints escaped. Give them credit. Yeah. They went and did what they needed to do. Then they went to Atlanta, and the only reason they won that game, I would argue, is they won the toss in overtime and drove down and scored a touchdown in a game where neither team defense played worth a damn, right? The Saints made a yep. handful of plays on defense, and that's the difference. And that's the difference between that team being 0-3 and, and 2-1. And, and this team is 1-2, and, and the margins are just – thin in the NFL and I don't care if you are the Saints and your roster is loaded or whatever the margins are still freaking thin Andrew the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellows down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in the dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrants, antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that's designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com, check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Well, I, I think it says something that the Saints have been without Michael Thomas. They they have played horrifically on defense, especially with the penalties. 
horribly undisciplined in both games without Michael Thomas. And here we are. They lost by one possession both times. They were in both games. They, they easily could be 3-0 and right now. Easily. Yeah. And I think when you look at it under that prism and you consider the penalties, you consider the form of the defense, man. They, I'm going to tell you something else, Ralph. Like, they missed on Yamada in this game. They yeah. did. Uh, you know, the interior pass rush. I mean, Malcolm Roach played a ton. Shai Tuttle played a ton. Uh, Marcus Hunt played a ton. Well, Marcus Hunt didn't play a ton, but he played some. And, and it just wasn't happening. Carl Granderson, too. Like, none of those guys were flashing. It wasn't – Sheldon Rankins wasn't doing anything. Um, they really missed David Onyemata, in my opinion. As much against the run, but also pass rush, because he, he at least gives them something. Yeah. So – I don't know if you get Onyemata and, and Davenport back next week. I mean, at this point, Davenport has AIDS in his elbow. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I think I think uh, having those two guys back potentially makes a big difference. It does. Onyemata is like he's – I don't know what you describe it as, but he's just like a foundation piece in your house where like you don't worry about it until you see a giant crack in the wall. You don't really think about it. Yeah. But he's just one of those guys where like he's really – grown and is dependable and there's a reason why the saints gave him money and i remember loomis was like we're surprised that we got to keep him for nine million dollars a year we thought we we think really highly of him we thought he was going to get priced out and we weren't going to be able to keep him you know so the saints were really excited about the fact that they got to keep him um mm -hmm. so you know these are the grades and Final thoughts. You know, I know. I know you said, look, they could be they could be three and zero easily. But final thoughts on what is like must fix going into Detroit that you saw on film. Well, for, what, first of all, you know we haven't really talked about Drew Brees, and I feel like that's always the elephant in the room these days. So I, I just want to state that I know a lot of you are criticizing his play. I thought. I thought I was surprised by how long he held on to the ball. I have yeah. not seen him hold on to the ball that long in a long time. And so from that standpoint, it's actually surprising he only got sacked twice, but the offensive line played well. So, you know, I, the thing about Breeze is he wanted to throw the ball down the field. He, he just does like the guys aren't open and he doesn't trust them. And, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders made a couple plays. Traquan Smith made a couple plays. But in general, Breeze is not pulling the trigger because Michael Thomas isn't out there. And he just – he's just not seeing it, you know. And, and so he, he wanted to throw deep. Well, that 52-yard pass to Kamara was supposed to be a deep ball. Play wasn't there. He checks it down. Uh, the play where he gets sacked because of Andres Peep, um, that was supposed to be a deep ball. Protection wasn't there. So, like – Breeze, you can tell he wants to push the ball. There, there were times where he really wanted to, uh, but he was just staying disciplined. It and wasn't I, there. He checks it down. That's 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 what. And Breeze I'll does. say this: so, a lot of Saints Twitter and a lot of writers and well, bloggers or whoever were like, "Hey, it's time. He's not pushing the ball down the field. This is sad to see." And I'm going to tell you, I can tell you this for 100 percent: Sean Payton is not willing to trade turnover-free, efficient quarterbacking for shots down the field with Taysom or Winston. He's just not. Like, so just I mean, put that I, out of your I mind. Would just, like, I would they're just not, like Tampa last year. Tampa, who had one of the best defenses in the NFL, especially the second half of the season. 
I think the second half of the season, Tampa had the best defense in the NFL. They had a quarterback that threw for 5,000 yards. They had two 1,000-yard receivers. And you know what happened to them? They went 7-9 and nine because as exciting as Jameis Winston is and as strong of an arm as he has and as, as many highlight reel plays as he creates, he threw 30 interceptions. You know, now he's not going to throw 30 picks every year. But my point with that is, while it may seem sexy to have 5,000 yards and a couple thousand yard receivers and tons of big plays, like this is not as exciting. It's not as fun of an offense from a fan perspective. And I get that. But when your quarterback goes 29 of 36 for 288 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, no turnovers, like that is 80% completions. 122.4 quarterback rating. That is as efficient as it gets. And I get that the ball is not traveling high in the air, but Breeze kind of orchestrated and executed that masterfully. And if that's the offense, you really can't, without Michael Thomas, you really can't ask for much more. They put up 30 points. Um, You know, (laughs) I don't know what else to say, Ralph. Like, that's the thing. Like, with receivers like Deontay Harris and Traquan Smith, if Jameis Winston is in there taking shots down the field every other play, how, how do you honestly think that's going? Yeah. Do you think it's the Saints are t- putting up 30 points? You know, the bottom line with the Saints is the offense, they need to be a little bit more efficient in the red zone. And yes. they need their defense to not be a fucking penalty-filled dumpster fire. Like – that's what they yeah. that's what they need and they better get it they better get it fixed because Tampa is you know got another winnable game Sunday and the Saints go to Detroit and Detroit You know what is, the last you know what the last 2 weeks have felt like Ralph we're starting to enter that territory where you know the the the, the Packers punted once in that game just once yeah. the punts feel like turnovers the field goals feel like punts, you know, it's that, 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 and that's, the turnovers that's feel like death. Now. Yeah. 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 No. So like that, that, that's the territory that we're getting in mm-hmm. because of how this defense is playing. It's, it's getting into that zone. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> look, it, it's, I, Dave could not have stated it more perfectly. Uh, I think it was Dave. It might've been you on the post game when the Broncos won the Super Bowl dragging Peyton Manning's corpse to the finish line. They won that year because of Von Miller, their defense. They weren't giving up points. They were playing sound special teams. They were running the ball. Yeah. And like the, the offense, like their whole job description is just to just don't turn it over. Don't turn it over. So, you know, Taysom Hill, that fumble was huge. It was yeah. freaking huge. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better. David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. That f- To me, that fumble changes it changes everything, but one of the things that I think it would have changed is people were like, they only ran the ball 22 times, they should have run the ball more. Well, Taysom Hill doesn't fumble, and he picks up a first down. They would have had first down at, like, the Packers 35. Who's to say they don't run the ball another five times on that drive, right? Yeah. And then they get, you know, maybe they score, and they get ahead, and it's, you know, it's Saints 34, Green Bay 27, and then... They get a stop, or Green Bay goes down and kicks a field goal, and it's 34-30. And then, guess what? The Saints are fucking running the ball again next time because now they're they're ahead and have the ball. So I just think – There There is one play in that game, Ralph, just uh, watching the tape, and there was an instance – the Saints had the ball down 30-27 to 27 with maybe you know five, six minutes left in the game. And there's a little out route that Breeze throws to Deontay Harris, and the linebacker clips his ankle – um, and he doesn't break the tackle, and there was room to run. If he breaks that tackle, he probably gains 15, 20 yards, and the Saints are down three, and they're moving, and like that, that's a play, because the very next play after that, they, they do the tunnel screen to, to Kamara that gets blown up. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. And they, they, the Saints were forced to punt. Packers would go down and score a touchdown and kill the game. So, But at 30-27, like, that's the play I go back to where Deontay Harris, and once again, like that's a – a guy that Breeze is trying to get involved and like that's a play, that's a tackle. I've seen him break. Linebacker mm-hmm. clips his ankle. He he goes down and it, you know if he gains 15 yards there, the offense is moving and it's just you know you, it, they were that close though. That that's the point I'm trying to make here is yeah. you know a shoestring tackle like that could have been a difference in the game. Is you, you you go back and watch the game and that's a moment where you're like oh God. if he just breaks that this this whole thing changes so. They're that close, and they were that close against the Raiders. And that gives me hope because I just yeah. look at – they didn't get their teeth kicked in in either of these games. The Raiders, that loss was concerning because I don't think the Raiders are that great. The Packers are a very good team. You know, that that was a dogfight. The Saints were in it. They, I think at times they were playing really well in that game. And I just think it boils down to between, the, between those two games, like if you can just fix the defense, you don't – they don't have to be world beaters, but like you just cut the penalties in half, maybe get one more sack, and it's going to be okay. Yeah. So 
This is the free show Wednesday, but guys, you should sign up and become a patron before October 1st. That's tomorrow. Sign up, annual subscription. Save 10%. It's like getting two months free when you include the booze bundle. And, by the way, we ship fucking international. International patrons in the Netherlands, Montadulo, and other people are getting their booze bundle. So do it already. Sign up and become a patron or upgrade to annual and save yourself some money and get with the best Saints podcast in the world every freaking day. So for Andrew, I'm Ralph. We will see you again tomorrow. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.